Hey y'all, I'm Tara Royer-Steele, and welcome to the Jesus Pie and Coffee podcast, the place where we have real conversations over pie and coffee. Today, y'all, I talk with my friend, Lisa Whittle. Um, She is one of my favorite people in the whole wide world. She um, speaks truth, holds us accountable, and puts Jesus over everything. Um, I look to her for sound biblical advice. Um, So you guys go get your cup of coffee, pull up a chair, and join us. So, y'all, I'm so excited. I, I don't even think y'all know how excited I am. I'm getting to visit with my friend Lisa Whittle, and she, um, I don't know if she knows this, but she is um, someone that I look up to and admire and consider a mentor. So I just can't wait to dive into this conversation. Hmm. That's very nice, Tara. I, I'm just excited to be chatting with you. This feels fun. I just wish we were having pie. I know. Or I was with, yeah, where you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be fun. I that mean, I can be. come there. That's fine. Yes. Come on. <laughs> come on. Everyone else that was here today got pie. You just didn't get any pie. Oh, Sorry. man. Yeah. Well, you know what? I will say this because you're such a generous soul. You sent me pie for Thanksgiving. And it was like, it was sort of like a, I feel like it was a little bit of a, I know you're desperate. So let me help your desperation. Cause I think I had said something on social media, like mm-hmm. no problem. I'm just having like all these people to my house and, um, and you in, in your, with your kind spirit and your generosity, you sent me these pies and it was amazing. And it was it literally, like I felt like someone had given me their child. I don't know. It was just that <laughs> when you see when you feed people, it's it's that kind of love. It is, and you know, it's funny how God just says, "Oh, send this person pie today," and you're like, "Okay." <laughs> I love it. And it you're was, like, it, "It's it, just it pie," me. but it's so much more than pie. It's so much more. It's so much more. Yes, I loved. It. I felt very seen. Oh, I'm so glad. I'm glad you enjoyed it, and because you were transitioning, right? Yeah, we were transitioning. We were moving and we had, I was moving and hosting. So that was just, it was a lot of moving parts. We had boxes in the house. Yeah, all of those things. So uh, anyway, we survived. You survived. Yeah. I mean, look, it's almost March. (laughs) I know. (laughs) It hasn't slowed down, Tara. But uh, No, (laughs) I feel like it's getting way faster. And I'm like, Lord, I'm just going to put my heels in and just savor this just a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Oh, goodness. Mm-hmm. Okay, so man, tell me tell me about your kids and your husband and just kind of what your life looks like on the daily basis, which I know it looks different all the time. Yeah. Well, let's see. Oh, gracious. It looks busy. It looks changing. This season is a season of change, which I don't know. I mean, I always thought I liked change and I do. I'm not a, the good news is, is because I moved around so much as a, as a young girl that I have always felt like, okay, you know, I can adapt pretty well to, you know, a new house or a new, and it's true, but I don't know. I think it's much harder as an adult with your kids when they change and what you've known for all these years as a mother um, is changing. I think that's, I've found that I'm the least good at that. 
So, uh, so it's been challenging. It's been challenging me as a mom to go, you know, that's what you did. Now you're in a different role and you know, you're okay. And you just, you know, you, you need to love this stage for a different reason. So in any way I could go on and on about that, but that I think, so what it looks like is my husband and I getting to do a lot more together, which is really cool. Um, and I always wondered, would we like at 20, cause we've been married 24 years. I think I always wondered what will we be like at that point? Like, will, will there be stuff left for us? Mm-hmm. Because when you raise kids all these years, you know, you, you in many ways deplete the relationship. I don't think you want to, I don't think you mean to certainly you have to be purposeful about it. And, um, and the answer thankfully has been, yes, I think we've, the Lord's helped us nurture it enough and um a lot of commitment and a lot of the lord being being the center so um thankfully um we still like each other and so it means we go out to dinner more and we we make plans for our future so that's been kind of fun so i don't know that's what it looks like right now and your kids are how old Oh, I have two in college and one in high school. So yeah, it's crazy. There's they're 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 big. They're big. And so we're we're now consultants for the consultants. most part. I mean, we're still <laughs> parenting. Don't get me wrong. These kids still need parenting. I still made a dental appointment today for my 22-year-old. So I mean, we're not completely done, guys. <laughs> are they yeah. still at home doing things or yeah. they moved on? Well, no, they're, they're both, um, which sounds weird, but I I qualify it as like, they still mostly come home for dinner. So I feel like that means they're still home ish. Um, my oldest son is actually about to graduate from college in like eight weeks, but he actually, he's, yeah, he's he's finished. It is very big. He's finishing his last semester online. Um, he, and really it's a practicality thing and a money thing. So he decided to be super practical. I mean, when you're looking at like, um, how much money do I want to save? Because I'm really serious with a girl and I'm looking towards things like rings in my future and you know, all these things. So he's, he's gotten real practical with that. So he's, he is actually back home, which is interesting. They do say your kids leave and then some come back. And I do think that's true. So he's home for now, but it's really a, let me save money type of thing. My youngest is of course home cause she's in high school. And then my middle is away cause he's started his freshman year of college this year. So, um, we have a, we have a mixed bag right now. I love that they come home for dinner still. So what are you yeah. going to, what are you cooking for dinner? What's their favorite thing? Oh gosh, Tara. Um, well they all have favorite things, of course. I mean, they can't get on the same page. That would be far too easy. Yeah. Um, they like to make so- life complicated. Yes. So my oldest, he loves this shrimp and noodles dish that I make. But the problem is my husband doesn't like shrimp. And so and my daughter really doesn't either. So then, you know, I make it for my boy, basically. Um, My middle son likes anything sort of like meat, like just more meat, just give me meat. Um, So I'll just, you know, whatever dish that I make that involves meat, he loves. Um, But he also loves a pasta dish. I think the one thing we can all agree on is everybody loves a pasta dish. And my daughter, if I, she'd be thrilled if I just made spaghetti. She and my husband both love my spaghetti more. See, this is pasta. It's like, this is basically, it just beat us all pasta, I think. So, yeah. Uh, Yeah. I had to quit eating pasta. I love it though. Yeah. I could eat it all all the time. I know. We all love it. And my husband definitely is not supposed to have it because of sugar. Um, and, but anyway, you know, 
So there you go. There you go. Okay, so what does your life look on the daily basis, though? My life looks very scheduled at the moment. I am. Um, I have a creatives calendar from Lindsay Letters that I absolutely love that runs my life, and it's on my wall, and it's a four-month-at-a-time calendar that I have color-coded, which is impressive for me because I'm not I'm – not, I'm administratively gifted, but not, I'm not as, this makes me sound a lot more organized than I am. I have papers, different places and stuff. No, I'm actually not that organized, but I felt like I had to grow up and be more organized because otherwise lots of balls would fall out of the air. I have a lot of ministry pieces that are going on right now with a book launch with just several things that I've been launching. Um, It's really saved my sanity. So I've color coded and Basically, it tells me what I'm doing every day, and there's a lot on it. It might scare people if they saw how much is on my calendar right now. So I really am, you know, different days are different things. Some days I have a full day of interviews, um, whether that be being interviewed or whether that be interviewed for interviewing people for my show. Um, some days I have message prep where I have a whole day set aside to write messages. I'm in a season of doing that since I'm doing new messages for my new book. Um, some days it might be um, podcasting. And I batch my podcast that way. And then very few and far between, I have a day off or I am, you know, I might have an appointment or something like that. So most of the time it's work, lots of work. So what would you do if you had a day off? Great question. Um, Oh, I would probably try to get out of the house because I spend a lot of time in my house. So I would take a shower. I would. I know that sounds crazy, no. but like some days I don't take a it's shower. It's on my Maybe, to-do list today. Just yes, wash yes. your dang hair. Right. Exactly. It's washing my hair. It's getting out. Um, ideally, it might be having lunch with a friend. Um, that would be like a real treat for me. Um, it might be getting a pedicure. That would be like a double, double treat for me. And I mean, like I've got a gift card for a massage that I've had for an entire year that I just can't find my way to go get a massage. Um, so those are kind of things that I would do, or I just run errands. I just get stuff done. I mean, honestly, Tara, just getting stuff done feeds my soul. Yeah, sure. Checking things off my list makes me happy. (laughs) Yeah, sure. I'm going to challenge you to go get a massage. Well, girl, I'll accept. I I love the challenge. I love when people challenge me. I want to do it. I just in this season, it's it's really been hard for me to make it a priority. But that's no excuse. No, I get I get it. But you know, I'm all about you. Got to go get filled up, and I know how much you pour out. <laughs> okay, so tell us about the season that you're in, because mm. you have a lot going on right now. Yeah, it is a lot. I mean, it really is. I'm a high capacity, high functioning person, but I also think that when you are that way, um, you do have a tendency to overwork. Um, I talk about that in chapter one of my book, The Land of the Deadly Overs. I write those because I have personal experience with them. Overworking is one. Um, I also love work and I love pouring into people and I love ministry. I also feel like I've wasted a lot of time in my life um, just being in my head and not knowing how to serve God with my gifts. And so there's just an urgency about me, too, that is healthy, but can really go wrong. So I'm just being honest about all that. I have to keep that in check. Um, the season I'm in is a season of book launch. Uh, okay, what's the name of your book? Season. You never said what the, the name of his. 
Jesus over everything and calling the daily struggle to put Jesus first, um, a book and a Bible study. I'm very excited about that. So I'm in that season, which requires a lot of of anybody who's launching a book, as you know very well. Um, so there's that. I also have something called Ministry Strong One and where I have people come in, people that are clients that come in and we do a day of intensive training. It's really kind of equivalent to about six months of coaching. And it's a very interesting, uh, I love doing it. It's just, um, it does require a lot of me in a, in a emotional capacity. Cause when you're, when you're working with someone one-on-one, you're really, really pouring in in a very different way. Um, and so I do that. Um, I have something called call creatives, which is all, is a uh, coaching community for people who want to write and speak. So there's a lot of content that goes into that monthly. Uh, so I'm doing that, which is involves live coaching online. And then as well as writing either a, a writing piece or a speaking piece. Cause I have a partner, Allie Worthington that I do that with and then also we do um, industry insider interviews and speaking um i'm about to start really do, picking up traveling and speaking march and april are crazy town with that so I'm doing that and so there's yeah there's and then you know you're then writing you have a article. podcast too you didn't oh, even talk yes, about I that <laughs> i forgot the podcast uh-huh. how crazy is that that i could forget the podcast mm, i don't which know which is something that i have two days a week um yeah but the thing about the podcast terry is i've really had to learn how to batch those where i take about two days out of the month And I do all of my podcasts for the coming month or the month ahead of that. Um, So I really stay ahead of that because if I don't, um, it'll become very cumbersome. And I don't want to not enjoy and love what I do because a lot of people love the podcast. And I want to really serve people well and not be very burdened by it. So this is why I'm living by a calendar because it's super important. You just want to create, you just want to keep creating um, your get to's and not have to's and the way that you do your podcast works so that it's a get to not a have to. Right. Right. Yeah. It's super important. So, and that's why we had to shave it down. We were, we were doing five days a week and it was a, yes. it was a daily show and it was a five minute daily show. And a lot of people love that. And I knew it would be personally disappointing to folks when we just went down to twice a week and we, we added the interview, but I also knew that um, it was better to, you know, disappoint some people than to overwork myself into unwellness. I talk about that a little bit in the book as well. You know, it, it is one of those decisions you have to make and say, you know, in order to keep my sanity, in order to deliver things well, I ha- I'm going to have to disappoint a few people. And we've had to, but I feel good about the decisions that we've made um, in order to, to be able to just keep going. Cause I'm like, you know, at this point it's going to be either I just shut down the podcast or we do it in a way that works for everybody. So that's what we've done. And and we have actually picked up more listeners. Um, we had the probably, we had the, the highest amount of, um, downloads in January that we've ever had, which is crazy because we shaved down our shows. Um, and, but I think it was a, it was a really a good word to me to say, um, to, to, to really pray through and do what you feel like the Lord is leading and not do things out of fear, but trust that those are right decisions. And also trust that, um, that people will, will be there and will go with it if it is the right move. So as a confirmation for me. Yeah. I, I think it's also easier for us to 
know that we can listen one time and then we feel like, oh, I missed it. And then you're behind and you feel like, right. then you just give That's up true. and you don't listen yeah. at all anymore. So you're mm-hmm. creating almost this, um, what is it, a crave and anticipation for that once a week. I did that with, um, <laughs> I know this is his food and fried chicken, but we used to do fried chicken um, and it was more than once a week. And so then yeah. we shaved it down to we only did it on Sundays and it was only from 11 and t- to 2. And people like, this is the only time I can get it. And that's the way they are with your podcast. It's the only time yep. I can get Lisa Whittle on the Joe. And um, so they come for it. In, yeah, and drove. That's a great illustration, Tara. That's a very, very good illustration. I like it. That makes me, um, that makes me think really good a about what chicken. we did. So. Yeah, yep. I'm thinking about chicken every time I'm going to do my pie. That's probably not good because that makes me hungry. <laughs> pie and fried chicken. Anyways, okay. Yeah. So, can you tell everybody? I mean, like you have Jesus over everything. So, how did that become your? I mean, that that kind of is your anthem for everything that you do. Mm. I mean, how do you like well, narrow it down to share with everybody? Yeah. Well, I mean, that, that kind of was the point in really um, making it a book. Honestly, it was one of those things that was hard. I, I didn't I didn't necessarily want to write a book about it. I think it's hard when you say Jesus over everything. It's a, It makes for a great podcast name and it makes for sort of a great like mantra of your life or a banner that you want over your life. I think it's harder to say to break it down into pieces for people to be able to say, what does that actually look like? Yes, But that's one of the things that I, I feel like God has gifted me in. I'm so not good at many things, but one of the things that I do feel like he has given me the ability to do is give simple language to things and break them down in a way that we can understand. And so it's partially because I'm a simple thinker and I need things made very simply for me. And so um, I just really, uh, actually a couple of things, I spoke to the Lord about it and said, you know, how can we lead people through this so that we can actually do it? So it's not just some kind of bumper sticker, but like it, you know, what it really can be. And then the other thing was, it was interesting, Tara, because long before it was even a podcast name, I think about three years ago, um, I was standing in my living room and the Lord gave me some phrases and they were the phrases that are actually now the chapter names, which are the eight statements of choice in the book, like honesty over hiding, real over pretty, steady over hype, those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. The Lord just began to give me those phrases in my brain, which is the way the Lord does a lot with me with books or things that I to share with people. Um, and I didn't know what they were for. I certainly didn't think they were for a book. I just knew there were things I should pay attention to because I didn't come up with them on my own. So I did what I always do when the Lord begins to give me information. I just open my notes in my phone. I have about 3000 notes in my phone right now. So I opened the notes in my phone and I began to type and I typed this list and it was this list of these things. And I thought that's interesting. I mean, it took me probably a minute or two to type them. That was it. Like he literally just downloaded to me that quickly. And I thought, Oh, wow, these are really important for some reason. And I just began to sort of meditate on them for me. And I thought these are important for leaders. I really kind of thought they were going to be the ministry strong, um, sort of like, uh, you know, 
uh, list of things we needed to be to be ministry strong. And so I asked my good friend, um, Tiffany Kilgore at House of Belonging to make a sign for me of those just for me, for myself. And so she made the list and Jesus over everything was the, was the last statement on that list. And from there, when we were talking about renaming my podcast from the five word prayers daily, we decided Jesus over everything felt like a banner that we could call the show that was never, it was going to be evergreen. It was never going to go out. It was also what I wanted everything to be about. Because if you listen to my show, you know, I always close it with this phrase, Jesus is everything. And may he be over everything we do here, because I really want that to be true of my show. And then it just became sort of, um, as, as I, as I was praying about what the Lord wanted me to write next, it became really important that we talk about this because priority order shapes everything in our lives. It really does, Tara. It's like a lot of us think we just need, we need a new life. Our life has gotten really complicated. Um, so we think I need a new life or I need to, you know, Marie Kondo my closet, which by the way, I'm, I'm for, I think it's amazing to clean out our closets and throw out what doesn't bring us joy. But at the end of the day, like if we don't have our priority order straight, then we're ultimately not living the Bible because Colossians 1, 17 and 18 makes it very clear that he is over all things in all things and in him, all things hold together, including us. And so I just suggest this. I'm not being strict about it. I'm just saying, if you want your life to work, and I do, I kind of like my life to work, and I like to know how it will work, then I'm suggesting that you can clean out your closet and you can streamline your calendar, but ultimately, you're going to come back to a place of complication Mm -hmm. because the real way that your life will work is this priority order. And these statements of choice that I talk about in the chapter is the way that daily you're going to walk that out in this decision-making process. So you give great tools, which is what we all need. We need marching orders. Yes. Well, I felt, I, I hope so. I certainly feel like I did. I certainly tried to do that and make it practical I am like the question, the ultimate questioner when I write a book, I, I push back on everything I say. And I say, first of all, is that biblical? Mm-hmm. Because if it's not biblical, I'm not going to write it. Like, is that in the Bible? Can I prove that with scripture? If I can't prove it with scripture, it has to be thrown out. Um, I also push back and say, uh, you know, can that be like, is that actually um, reasonable for everybody's life. So I try to take myself out of my own situation and say, all right, that person over there that doesn't have my life, that maybe doesn't have kids or isn't married, or maybe they live in a different situation financially. Does this still still apply to them? Because if it doesn't, I don't want to write from a different place that doesn't work for everybody. And I can't apologize for my own life situation. Certainly, this is the life that I live. This is the life that I know. So I'm going to tell stories from that vantage point. But as far as like, you know, can I be, can I live a life that's steady over hype? Can anybody live that life? And if I can't reasonably say yes, then I'm not going to put it in the book. And that's the way I wrote the book. That's good stuff right there. Goodness, um, I'm not through the book, but I'm in the book. <laughs> <laughs> it may take a while. I get, I, that's okay with I me. I might have to, know? like, you know, chew pieces of it. That's okay. Well, and, and I think I, um, 
I, that's what I love the most about you. Um, everything that you put out there is very practical and slap you in the face like, duh. And <laughs> and I don't, I feel like, well, anybody can understand this and every anybody can relate to it. Um, and that everything that you do point, put out there um, does point back to Jesus and you can reference everything that you um, put out there and you really hold us all accountable. That's what I think mm. they you know, you're so great at using your gifts for that, holding us accountable for Jesus over everything. Well, I hold myself accountable a lot. Right. So I am, I mean, I certainly go into every project in this book. Oh goodness. I mean, I went into this book saying, if I'm not willing to hold myself accountable, if I, cause I can tell you Tara, the one thing I can't be is I can't be writing about something that daily I'm not willing Locking. to look at myself. Mm -hmm. Well, and even like, look, I'm not going to do it perfect. I can say like, I can still be in process when I'm writing about Netflix. I might not be perfectly, you know, doing a fast from Netflix, but I, I, I sure am going to be at least willing to look at that and willing to take steps in that direction and willing, like I can't be disingenuous about it or else I promise I can't sleep at night. And I will tell you, there's some things I did not want to write about in this book. And I argued with the Lord about, it. and even I, even in my first draft of this book, I even explained it and over explained it. I can tell you in the first draft of this book, I went on and on about it, over explaining some of the things in this book. Chapter four, as you know, it is one of those things. And I, I don't need to bring it up here, but when people read chapter four, they'll understand. I over explained that to death because I so badly did not want people to misunderstand me because I so badly did not want people to put me as their poster child for or against what I'm talking about in chapter four, that is a very difficult subject that most people don't want to talk about. So if that doesn't intrigue people to pick up I the know, book, I don't know right? what will. But here's what I want to, <laughs> but here's what I want to tell you about this. Here's what I want to tell you about this. I was convicted by my own writing in chapter one mm -hmm. about the land of the dead flyovers about not over explaining. And the Lord spoke to me and said, you are over explaining something that I have clearly told you to talk about. And you, you want people to understand you because you want people to like you and you don't want, you don't want to just lay this out and let me talk to people myself. I mean, that's really like the Lord, like I'm telling you, you smack me in the face with mm -hmm. it, Tara. And to this day, I'm still nervous thinking people might misunderstand me and say, I'm saying this one thing that I'm actually not saying at all or whatever, but I've had to let the Lord have that. I've just had to let him have it. And if people misunderstand what I'm saying, then so be it because I've done the job that I feel like I can do to pre present what I want to present. And here's the thing at the end of the day, this is a book that is been so convicting to me personally that I almost can't get through any interview without crying myself. And I, I didn't, I didn't even anticipate that. I really thought this book wouldn't be all that special to me if I'm, if I'm being completely honest, because this is my seventh book I've written. Um, the, the next book I'm writing is one that already has, 
is like, when I think about it, it makes me want to cry. Mm. This book was kind of one that I was just writing first because it made sense because it's my podcast name, whatever. And I'm telling you, the Lord wrecked me in the writing of it and in unexpected ways. And so I just want people to know that as, as if they feel held accountable, I feel the same way. And I feel probably even more so. So just know that I'm, I'm walking that road too. Well, thanks for sharing your heart about all of that. I um, expected nothing. I, I mean, I, I guess I would just know you well enough that I'm like, yeah, totally. I would believe all of that and know that you're walking out with us, that you're speaking from your life experiences. Mm. Um, okay, so when does Jesus Over Everything come out? March 24th. March 24th. Okay, yeah. so everyone go ahead to Amazon. And go get you Jesus over everything, right? Yay. Yes, I would love that. <laughs> Absolutely. And, okay. Can we talk about, um, I really want to talk about ministry one or ministry strong, right? Ministry yeah. one. Well, ministry because strong one. I really want to go one day. I did try mm. one day. I love it. It will happen. Yep. I yep. just, it's just not for right now because as you know, I'm living by, a calendar too. And I have four months on my wall and I'm like, ugh. I know. Rick doesn't even like looking at it. He's like, he doesn't even try to keep up. He's like, whatever, just tell me where I need to be today <laughs> and where you're going and who's yeah. getting the children. <laughs> and He's will you, there be dinner? He's like, will there be dinner oh. on the table or do I have to figure something out? I love Rick. He's a great guy. He is a good guy. I'm going to keep him. You um, should. <laughs> Well, he does the stuff that I don't want to do. Like today, the FDA was coming to the kitchen and I was like, oh, I'm glad you're doing that because I don't want to hang out with the FDA <laughs> and, you know, the health department and all that. And he's yeah. so good at, I don't want to say BSing it, but he's really good at BS. <laughs> and it's not <laughs> like we're trying to cover up or do anything. He just, you know. You don't tell them everything. I'm telling y'all people, just from speaking from my own experiences, when the IRS asks you a question, just answer what they ask. <laughs> All you're saying is you don't offer information. It's right. That is not, that is not being needed. Um, no, don't, right. Don't tell them it's everything. It's called not over-explaining. That's it's called like, not over-explaining. That's right. It's like, I think there's a chapter in Lisa's book about it. Don't over-explain. <laughs> We can use it in all that, aspects of our life. I don't know if it's exactly the same, probably um, not the, the same. But what we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna go with that for the sake of this conversation. But exactly. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so I just tell me about ministry um, strong ministry one, and because I want to go one day. So tell everybody about it and how it came to fruition. Because I think you're probably like me and you want to do all the things and you want to sit with mm. everybody. Right. And you're like, yeah. well, I'm on this path right now. So how do I go create this community that is for others, but it's for me too. Yeah. Ministry strong one is, um, one of those things. Well, first, first I started, I started something called ministry strong. And if they want to, if anybody wants to know about it, it's on my website, you can go and look at it. But we started out with retreats is what we did and, and sort of an online community where I would send some emails to encourage folks. And it, it, the reason why I started ministry strong is my father died. It'll be three years in April. 
I can't believe it's been that long. Goodness. Feels like it was yesterday, but he, when he passed away, it was, the Lord really challenged me to say, what are you doing with all you know and all you experienced in ministry your whole life? Because I was born into a pastor's family. Ministry is something that I've known my entire life. And it was, it was really just to challenge and say, what you know, you know a lot. You've seen a lot. You walked with a man most of your life, being my father. Because even when I grew up and got married, my parents lived around the corner from me. Um, you know, you you watched this man go through so many things in ministry, including losing his church because of a, a situation with the IRS. By the way, we have a and, lot of parallel things. Yeah, and so because of that. Um, you know, what are you doing with that? You know what it's like to watch people get wounded in ministry. You know what it's like to, to see people lose their way and, 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 and not have good boundaries and all of the things that go into it. And so I just, God really broke my heart for that. And, and it really became a passion of mine to walk alongside other leaders, sometimes my peers, sometimes folks that, um, you know, really, would have no other safe place by which to speak with someone who clearly got it because there's, there are people in ministry, Tara, who maybe they're serving at a church somewhere in Kentucky and they don't have safe people to talk to because everybody they know goes to their church or, you know, is, is in their ministry circle or, you know, they don't know who they can trust. And, and that's, that's a very real thing. And it's very lonely being a pastor's wife. And it's very, you know, these are very real things. And so, um, I just, you know, felt like I want us to have a safe community by which to be able to talk about the things that are that are real, because Satan wants to take us out. He wants us to not uh, remember what's true. And so we 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 held a couple of retreats with about 30 people. Very small. I want to keep it very small. And just the Lord did some amazing work. We did some things that are very unique that the Lord gave me that he wanted me to take people through um, some exercises and things like that, that we can just only do hands on. And from that, then I realized that I didn't get to be able to kind of pour into folks in a very unique one-on-one way. So that's why I created Ministry Strong One, which is neat. So for the year 2020, um, I am literally taking one-on-one clients and they're staying at this cute little bed and breakfast and uh, not bed and breakfast, sorry, an Airbnb. Airbnb. It's so cute. Oh, it's so cute. And I bring them over breakfast and then we have lunch delivered to us and we literally sit together all day and we do lots of stuff. I take them through fishbowl questions that we have over breakfast and I will, if they have a proposal that they want to work on, like if they want to be a writer, I have four tracks they can choose from writing, speaking, um, ministry, um, life, which is kind of like family life and boundaries and all those things. Like they, if they kind of want to focus more on that kind of like the soul care and things like that, or they can do a combo track, but if, but if they want to be, if they want to go into writing or want to write a book, if they have a proposal, I will actually critique their proposal and give lots of feedback about next steps and things like that, which is something that is 
kind of invaluable for someone if they've yeah. not gotten that or if they want to speak more um they can we can we'll do that we'll go over their um speaking and i'll give them some some helpful tips about some things that they need to work on specifically it's very very specifically driven for that person customizing it my husband is involved um we just do some really neat things that we can't otherwise do so we're doing that for 2020 i don't know if we'll do it beyond that to be honest tara we're really just following the lord's leadership on this we are going through the whole year of 2020 i've got a few dates left from august to december and then we'll see we may do we i think we'll probably bring back some retreats because i think that setting is very iron sharpening just for a, a small group of folks um, to get to be together and hear about other things i think that's necessary we may do a combo and do some retreats and still some ministry strong one with which are the one-on-one dates um, and we have some other neat things planned. So I, I, I hope and pray that it will be the focus of my ministry even more moving forward. I, I really want it to be um, my legacy piece, I think, um, as I move into the next 10 years and 15 years. Um, and I want to eventually make it available to people just completely for free. So we're talking about maybe making it a nonprofit. We don't know what we're going to do with it, but we're just following the Lord on this. And it's been a neat process. Yeah, I can't. I'm gonna make it to something. Rick and I are gonna make it to something. So whatever that looks yeah. like, bring Rick. He's gonna love it. So he is because he's so so kind. And he's like the other day was talking. He goes, I just wanna you know whenever you're gonna go to speak, you just start your talk and, or and start writing it and just then give it to me so I can just tweak it for you. And I'm like, okay, you're just the kindest man ever. <laughs> he's so sweet that he does those things for me. And yeah, he wants to, and awesome. I, he and I talk about how we want to go and share together. Cause you know, he remembers things that I don't remember. And I remember things that he's like, Oh, that was a good time. So yeah. We, yeah. We just like it's walking side by side together. That's so good. Well, this season is neat for me in that way, because Scotty, my husband goes with me now a lot more with the kids being older and he's like, he's the ultimate roadie because he knows me so well so he knows like he knows when i need to be you know need get a sonic drink or yeah well yeah and i'm an introvert so i really don't need a lot i just need i mostly need space and i mostly need time and so he knows me so well he knows when those moments are and he knows when i need him to speak on my behalf because Mm -hmm. i'm just to be honest with you i i know it sounds crazy because i have podcasts so i always have lots of words but the truth is when I get in those types of settings, he is, he's, I call him my social security blanket because mm-hmm. he is very, um, he's very good for me in those settings. I am, I am less, um, I'm less fun or whatever the case may be. Like he's, he's really the social of the two of us. So he's, um, he's awesome for me in that regard and many others. I love hearing that. I love great couple stories. I think that that's something that is just um, something that's, there's a crave, there's a need for. That's what one of the things Rick and I feel called led to do. But we have no idea what it looks like either. But we're like, okay, whatever. Just like y'all, you're like, we don't know what it looks like, but we're going to keep walking it out. Yeah. So, um, okay, Can you speak on this whole called creatives? Because I think there's just so many people that are out there that are craving it and they don't know where to start and they don't think they're good enough. And Mm. that stops them from, I'm like, but you don't, 
need to be good at it because God's going to do it and he's really good at it. Yes. Gosh, it makes me so excited to talk about called creatives too, because this is the cool thing. I feel like so ministry strong is so dear to my heart, but it's much more, you know, really getting into soul care. And yeah, we get into a lot of of nuts and bolts too, but the difference between the two things are I with ministry strong, it is really going to be for specialized, much smaller settings, much more intimate settings. And called creatives is a way that the Lord is allowing me to reach a lot more people, which makes me excited because I've got people in Australia, for instance, who have a church, they're church planners. And this woman has said, I want to come to Ministry Strong, but I can't get there. Like I live in Australia. So called creatives is perfect for her. The other aspect of it is the price point is so reasonable. It's $19.97 a month. And I'm telling you, the stuff that people get for that is insane, Tara. And also, it's like 197 a year or something like that. We are actually closed right now, but we open back up in May. And so by the time people hear this, you know, this interview, it will be around the corner. But here's what called creatives. It's great. So it's for anybody who really wants to write, write or speak, like feels that calling, that that calling within them to write or speak. They don't know where to, where to start. They don't know how to do it. Or they might even be mid-level, say, and they, they, they've maybe started. Maybe they even have – we have people in called creatives that are really all over the map. Some of them already have a book or two. Some of them have been speaking for a while, maybe at small events or maybe even at mid-level events, and they just want to get better and hone their craft. And so it's really for – uh, people at kind of almost any stage of writing and speaking from beginner to, I would say, intermediate uh, on up. But it is, uh, they get four four things a month. So every Monday, they, they we release something. We release a training on writing. We release a training on speaking. Uh, we release an insider interview, which has anyone from, uh, my literary agent to um, editors in, in one of the you know, a large uh, publishing company to this month we have one of my dear friends who is a YouTube star. She has half a million subscribers and she talks about how literally they live off her income off yeah. YouTube. And so she talks about how like the Lord has provided, they have eight kids and this is how they live. It's just amazing. Crazy. And, um, yeah. And she's gotten to be, bring people to the Lord and through the adoptions to her adoption stories. And so we talk, talk about that. And then we have live coaching for the whole community. People can send in any questions. We go through all of it. We talk through all of it. So it's what they get every month is amazing. And here is the most exciting thing about it, Tara. And I love this so much. It blows my mind. There is a network for anyone who's in called creatives. Uh, we, ha- we are a part of something called the Mighty Networks, which I wasn't familiar with before we did this. And it is a, um, it is a network that you get into. And so everybody in the community, I think we have over 500 people in the community, they get into this network and talk to each other. And so it's literally like you want to ask somebody anything about, Hey, what are you using for your podcast? Yeah. What kind of microphone do you have to, you know, whatever it can, case may be. And 
they have a, there are subgroups within the Mighty Networks for entrepreneurs. So we've got women in there who have a sign business or they they run a photography business or whatever. They're strong believers and they want to, you know, talk to each other about, you know, what's worked there and how they've been able to, you know, have their business and ministry together. So we have entrepreneurs, we have a, um, a subgroup for podcasters. We have a subgroup for women in vocational ministry. So these women are all getting together and there's a place where they can even upload their speaking uh, tape if they have one where people can give input like, hey, maybe consider adding this point or, oh, that was a really good point. And could you like maybe dive in? So it's like they're critiquing each other in a way to help each other. It is the most beautiful community. Mm -hmm. And it's a non-comparison community because Allie and I have just really made, made sure that that would be that way. So we've got women cheering each other like crazy. It has just been such a beautiful thing, and I'm so excited about it. So we're just getting started with that, but we'll reopen it in May. And uh, so if anyone wants to jump in, that's their chance. Okay, so how do, um, because we're going to need to close it up. Um, How does everyone uh, find out about all of these amazing things that you have to share? Well, they can find out pretty much all the stuff at lisawiddle.com. But I will say, so Ministry Strong, the book, my podcast, everything is housed at lisawiddle.com. Called Creatives actually is is there as well. We're working on my website. So if you don't find it there, it's supposed to be on the homepage, but it may not be quite there when someone comes. So if not, go to calledcreatives.com and that's super easy. So lisawiddle.com, calledcreatives.com. Okay. And when does your podcast come out? Podcast comes out on Tuesday and Thursdays. Tuesdays are interviews. Thursdays, I do a quick Devo show, which is always under 10 minutes. So it's usually Anybody between, can listen. Nobody has yeah, excuses. That's right. It's usually between five and eight minutes, really short. And it's just me. And I usually just give nuggets, um, biblical nuggets, and we just do a quick show. So, yeah. And also make sure you link all my free stuff that people can get, like the quiz they can take. We've got bonus stuff going on. So all those goodies, too. Awesome. Okay, friend. Well, I've loved visiting with you. Um, Next time, let's do it face to face. Oh, but I have no idea when. (laughs) But one day it'll happen again. But It'll be fun. Yeah, I'm coming to Texas soon. You know that. When are you coming? You could. Well, I, we have a we have a really neat launch thing going on, which I need to tell you about. But I'll be speaking in San Antonio on the twenty and twentieth, twentieth and twenty first at Community Bible Church in Wait, San Antonio. Wait, which month? March. Okay. So, <laughs> you know, that's like Antique Week, but I could maybe skip away. No problem. <laughs> that's fine. We'll talk about it all later, but thanks for having me on. This has been amazing. Oh, thank you for coming on. I love you, friend. I'll talk to you soon. Love you too. Bye. Okay.